You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, tried as we did. Uh, we just couldn't get the job done on Saturday night against the top of the ladder Ds, but um, it wasn't just the Ds we played, mate. I think we played you know, <laughs> three bloody umpires as well. <laughs> That's it, mate. The uh, the Yellow Maggots, uh, they, they came out to play. Um, and, like, I've got to say... It's not so much the, the freeze they paid for Melbourne. It was the like the freeze they didn't pay for us. Um, but, you know, like Truck said, uh, they weren't the deciding factor of the match. Um, you know, certainly we were our own worst enemies uh, in terms of our uh, entries inside forward 50, our actual forward structure and, you know, um, how the bikes move around there. Uh, I think we've certainly got a, uh, a lot of work to do in that area of the ground. Um you know, I mean, it even comes down to like when you look at efficiency inside 50, like we went at 38%, mate. Um, so look, while, um, yeah, while the umpiring decisions were, were baffling and bemusing to say the least, um, yeah, it certainly wasn't the deciding factor on the night, but I'm, I'm sure it certainly would have helped if we, uh, yeah, got some of those frees for a bit of momentum. Yeah, I think also, like, I was, Happy with the side in its endeavour. It definitely was there. It just, um, yep. as you say, that polish to finish off. And we saw a huge discrepancy in the marks inside 50. Yep. And it just always seemed to be that Melbourne would find an open player inside 50 to hit up. And uh, Essendon just didn't have that luxury. Um, I guess the other good thing is in the last quarter, when the game was on the line, um, although we didn't use the ball with any, you know, clear potency to to register a score to go inside 50 17 times mm. showed that um we definitely had the pressure on the ball yep. but just could not use it uh at key elements of the game to like get us those clear opportunities and i guess some frustrating misses you know like yeah from um jake stringer especially like that one he's got to go back and kick that one and yeah i know he's had a good couple of weeks but uh yeah, those goals, especially in the last quarter, you got to hit those. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because they're the, your real sort of momentum killers. Because you know it was so hard for us to actually get possession of the footy. It's so hard for us to get a mark inside fifty. Like as you said, like Melbourne got had fourteen marks inside fifty to our eight. Uh, so we weren't getting a lot of clear looks at it. Uh, and when you when you do, you really got to nail them. Uh, so uh yeah that was disappointing but as i say mate like to get those entries that's one thing our next phase of evolution is to actually um yeah hit targets to you know actually be able to work for each other and uh and kick the goals when we get a chance to kick them so um yeah look plenty of upside to to look at there as, as disappointing as the as the result was in the end um but as you say mate like the endeavor was, was certainly there and that's what we've seen um you know basically throughout the entirety of this season yeah, well, I guess the question about notice, mate, um, with our forward makeup, like, you know, we're on a good path. Um, obviously, Carl Hooker can't go forever. And mm. like, to be honest, sometimes he looks pretty tight out there. Um, yep. You know, he's, he, he's, again, his endeavours is unquestionable. But, uh, you know, like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of talk now that Harry Mackay's uh, signed with Carlton of any upgrade at that key forward spot, you know, we see mm. Harry Jones really improving and, you know, Peter Wright can do his uh, part, you know, pinch hitting up there. But, um, mm. yeah, I just think that's a area of the game. We just need that 
you know, if we could find a key full forward who could demand the footy, have really good leading patterns, mm. I think that's what would really set us up. So that's mm. where it begs the question, do we look at someone like a Wiedemann from Melbourne who is in and out of the side, he's young enough to, um, to make an impact? Uh, I know he hasn't done it for Melbourne, but, um, yeah, I just think that that's what, to me, Essendon need. They need that key forward that's going to be demanding of the footy. Um, and, like, and Wiedemann's no star, don't get me wrong, but um, that's, to me, the missing piece. And I know we've got a couple of players, young players, mate, that are you know, we're a bit speculative, like trying to uh, have a look at them uh, in Kane Baldwin, who... You know, hasn't mm. played for a couple of years with his knees and yeah. um, he started to join the main group apparently. So he's starting to make some headway, but he's never he was never going to be a 2021 player. Like he's mm. more looking at, you know, next year and beyond. And, you know, then, you know, we've got uh, Air also, um, you know, but he actually played down back in the VFL game. Yeah, right? yeah. Apparently he did quite well down there. Um, so... Like I said, I think that's the area we'd love an upgrade on. Uh, obviously, mm. add to the midfield would be great as well. But we also got to be mindful. We've got you know, Caldwell, who we haven't seen much this year. But you know, the club's obviously really you know, keen to see what he can do. Um, we're missing Andy McGrath in the middle. Um, yep. And then some good signs is that apparently Will Snelling's a good chance to play on Friday night. Yeah, um... But that's a that's the thing. Like I, I agree with your point that we definitely do need that that key forward. Um, because to me, um, like Harrison Jones, he's he's your centre half forward because um, he's he he runs up and down the ground. Um, yeah, it gives you pretty good leading patterns. He can mark up the wing and that kind of stuff. But what what we need is someone to take those big strong grabs and um, yeah, have that real presence right in the forward fifty there. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. That's uh, that's certainly an area we need to be targeting. Uh, midfield, I'm less concerned on now. Um, yeah, obviously with the, you know, I guess really emergence of of Parish is that real guns of uh, inside mid now that he's been given the opportunity. Um, and as you say, like with Caldwell, uh, get Shield back. Um, you know, we've got a, quite a number of guys who can actually go through there. Obviously Stringer um, uh, can do stuff through there. So. We're, um, you know, I suppose in, the, in a lot of areas of the ground where we're developing some some really good players, obviously, you know, wings that we haven't had for ages. Uh, you know, Cox is, is showing some really good signs there. Uh, Perkins, um, you know, whether it's on the wing, whether it's, um, you know, spending a bit more time in midfield, uh, but they do need that time for development. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. Adrian Dodoro has got to work his magic, um, of course. So, whether we go for someone, um, you know, like a Wiedemann or um, look around the leagues or even the state leagues for for someone who could, um, yeah, I suppose fill that need for the next year or two, um, or do we, um, you know, go around with with Hooker uh, for another year? You know, obviously a few weeks ago, I was all for the idea because he was playing well. Uh, but as you say, he's, he has looked a bit tired uh, last couple of weeks. I'm just not sure he's got another preseason in him. Um, I'd love for him to prove me wrong and um, be able to you know, kick 40-odd goals for the year. But, um, yeah, the reality is last few weeks, really, he um, hasn't 
given us a lot in terms of output. Like he's obviously given us a lot of experience, a lot of guidance to the young blokes down there and structured us up very well. Um, but yeah, definitely need someone who can, uh, yeah, have that, have that presence down there. Um, but uh, yeah, in the, in the meantime, I guess we get some, um, some soldiers back from injury. Like as you say, we're, we're snelling. I, I think we, we sort of felt the, the loss of him uh, in the side. Uh, so, you know, I guess, uh, you know, all we can do is, um, yeah, hope the blokes, uh, developing can, uh, can do their thing while the, um, guys in the side perform as well as they can. Um, and I guess, yeah, go into the, go into the off season to, uh, fill some needs, whether that's right now or still with that look for two to three years time. And I guess like before we go into the game, mate, probably, uh, the other player I forgot that apparently we've been keeping tabs on is uh, Riccardi from um, uh, from GWS or... yeah GWS yeah so but apparently he's been spending a bit of time back for GWS's VFL side as well so um, I guess with them they've got Finlayson and um, yeah they've got a few forwards uh, they still use um, so like maybe that's why they're trolling him down back but. Uh, he's quite a good mark as well. So um, he's young enough to come into the side and you know play many years. So I'm sure we'll be looking at some kind of solution for that because even if um, Hooker goes on, um, he he might not have 22 games plus hopefully finals in him. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. going to be have to be used um, possibly as you know more of a uh, play in blocks rather than you know with an eye to play the full season. Mm. So let's get to the game, mate. And uh, it's a bit of a slow start for both sides as they played a bit of a game of chess where it was played between the arcs. Um, you know, both teams asking a few questions of one another. Uh, but in the end, we got the first shot at goal through Zach Merritt. Yeah, we did, mate. Uh, you know, he ran inside fifty and he tried to roost it, but it was offline. Um, yeah, which is a bit unfortunate. Uh, and then Melbourne had the next three shots on goal, uh, but all were astray. Pretty lucky. And, you know, I've got to say, like, as we came out into that quarter, we just weren't clean with the footy at all. Like, we'd, we'd have a run of handballs and move the ball up the ground, but then we'd fluff one and Melbourne would pounce on it. But, um, you know, luckily our defenders were up to the task and they stood up. Um, but there was a lot of pressure being applied by both sides, it's got to be said. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, the intensity on the ball was really high. Um, you know, that Melbourne certainly weren't having their own way, but I guess they got that first goal through Harms, and um, you know, you kind of hoped you'd reply. But then we saw that great play through Jake Stringer, where he kind of fended off and burst out of the square, uh, and he bombed it as long as he could, and you know, that one went astray. But not long after, he kicked a very nice goal. Yeah, he did. Uh, it was almost Stringer said, oh, look, I've had enough of this and just decided to take the game on himself. And, um, yeah, so we had that first ping from about 60 out, uh, hoping it would skid through, but hit the post. Um, but, yeah, then he got that other shot on goal uh, not long later when Tipper released him in the middle of the ground. And, yeah, he dubbed it from 55 out to have our first goal of the night and it was just bloody great. Yeah, and Zach Merritt was just finding the footy everywhere. Yeah. Like, um... I think he racked up about 12 or 13 possessions in that first quarter alone. Yeah, a bit of leather poisoning, mate. Uh, and he actually, 
Um, you know, got us our last shot of the quarter. You know, he kicked it beautifully, Dev Smith. Um, you know, he just really found his way through traffic there. Uh, Dev Smith marked about 35, 40 metres out just before the siren sounded and Dev went back and kicked it. And, you know, it was pretty incredible because, you know, Melbourne had a lot more control of the game for that quarter by far, I'd have to say. Uh, but we were up going to the first break, you know, two goals, three, 15 to Melbourne's one goal, five, 11. Um, I, I don't have to say though, like there, <laughs> I mean, we, we talked about the umpires before it was starting to creep into the game. Even then, you know, there were a few non-calls that were a bit frustrating. So it was one where Redmond got taken down to ground um, by Neil Bullen without a footy. Uh, and then, you know, whenever Zach Merritt would go into the contest, you know, Oliver would, you know, grab his arm and um, basically not let him have a clear run at it. Um, you know, Jimmy Stewart was taken down um, at the 50-metre line without the footy. So those sort of non-calls were uh, getting a bit frustrating. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to end that quarter, you know, four points up. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty good result. It just meant we, we kept our... Um, kept our focus on the on the scoreboard, mate. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so the second quarter started, mate, and we saw that goal through Harrison Jones. And mm. I must say, on on the you know seeing it, I just thought, oh, his foot's over the line there. But uh, the goal review was very uh, kind to us, and um, it showed that he hadn't kicked it. Yeah, he had kicked it. Sorry, but um, yeah, like. From first set, first eyes uh, laid on it. I did think, oh, he's kicked it over the line, so it's just going to be a behind. But yeah, that gave us a goal and extended our lead even further. Yes, I like how uh, you know on the Bombers website they have called it the hand of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, because it was bloody quick reaction time and uh, very clever goal. Um, yeah, then we got another entry, um, and when uh, Oliver grabbed the footy, trying to run it out of their fifty, but. He was taken down by Parrish. Um, again, that was another non-call. Like, they let it play on. Like, it should have been holding the ball for all money. Um, yeah, but, um, you know, then Melbourne got a shot and goal through Pickett. You know, he took a mark in front of Redmond, but he missed. And, yeah, you know, we just couldn't seem to work it through Melbourne's defence when we were trying to work it back up our end. Uh, and it was disappointing um, that we just seem to be going the the bomb at long technique, you know, like we'd seen under Worsfold for however many years. Um, yeah, because Melbourne were just swallowing it up each and every single time. Um, yeah, we then had a couple of chances. So one where some brilliant work from Merritt in the defensive 50 won us the footy and Hind went on a bit of a run to roost the footy forward. But, you know, May was right on Hooker and, uh, you know, Hooker gave away the free there. Uh, and the next was in the middle of the ground where, you know, each time we got it, we tried hard to work it out, but just didn't seem to handle Melbourne's pressure. Uh, and we ended up coughing it up. And from that, McDonald from Melbourne was able to um, have a ping. Uh, you know, he missed. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just one of those sort of games of footy where it would go end-to-end. No one was able to really take their chances. You know, our next entry, uh, yeah, it came from when Parrish kicks to hooker and, yeah, he wasn't able to mark it. Uh, and then when May grabbed the footy, Waterman tried to apply the tackle, but May just shoved him off, uh, which just shows his strength because Waterman isn't a small boy at all, mate. Uh, he's, a, he's a bit of a unit himself, but um, yeah, yeah, May is particularly strong, and uh, we saw that. Uh, we were a bit uh, lucky, mate. Luke Jackson got the ball and looked for, for all money. He just mm. had to go back and 
take an easy shot at goal, but he actually uh, he kind of uh, the pressure must have got to him. He pl- tried to play on and fluffed a kick that trickled through the uh, behinds, but uh, unfortunately, not long after that, he was given a reprieve and you know, got a goal himself. Yeah, and that one was that one really hurt because you know, it was that Le- Aaron Hamble from Zerk Thatcher. You know, he had battled hard all game. Uh, I've got to say, but um, yeah, that was that was able to be gobbled up by Melbourne, and yeah, Jackson was able to get on the end of it and uh, kick the goal for Melbourne that time around. Um, that was very costly, wasn't it? The, uh, yeah, Aaron Hamble. But like, yeah. as uh, I thought, Zerk tried his artist on the night. Like, he, he certainly, um, yeah, you know, he shows something there. You know, I wouldn't want to see him go. Like, I just think there's something there, mate. But um, yeah, he's just his composure and, and like. His skills need a bit of work all round, mm, yep. as we saw there. But um, he's certainly a competitor. Yeah, he certainly is. Like, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't fold his effort. Um, and I think it's just one of those things. He's got to get used to the system. He's got to get up to um, the speed of AFL level footy. But certainly his skills, um, yeah, are, they're a bit of a way off. Um, you know, the next clearance went Melbourne's way, uh, and in very quick time, Spargo was able to kick one. And all of a sudden, uh, Melbourne hit the front. Yeah, it was frustrating because uh, yeah, they had a real run of play there. But um, it was great to see that you know we would reply. Uh, you know, Jordan Ridley was mopping up. You know, he's doing well. Uh, mm. You know, intercepting possessions. You know, with the good marks and yep. you know, repelling a lot of the attacks. But uh, Peter Wright um, ended up taking a good grab, mate, and kicking a nice goal. Yeah, it was a great grab, you know, because um, Waterman uh, really roosted it deep into our 50. Yeah, watching Peter Wright take that mark was excellent. And to kick it straight was even better. Um, yeah, then then Langford had a ping from just outside 50 as he streamed out of the square. But uh, unfortunately, it was a little bit short and Lever was able to take the mark right on the goal line. Um, yeah, and our next entry um, came when Merritt tried to hit up right. Uh, he wasn't able to mark, but Merritt butted up again to then kick it to Perkins. He marked it about 35 metres out, a bit of an angle. Um, but his shot on goal was off as he tried to snap it around his body. And I thought, you know, really, he should have gone the drop punt from there. Um, yeah, sort of uh, wonder if he was leerizing a bit. But, um, yeah, would have been an important goal. And, yeah, then we got another shot. Uh, but the boys stuffed around with it too much. You know, Ham came streaming through and he passed it to Wright. And really, Wright should have had a shot on goal. Uh, but he passed it back to Ham, who had players all over him and he was only able to manage a point. Yeah, I would have loved Peter Wright to actually have the shot at goal. I'd feel a lot more confident with that than Ham. Um, and we made a bit of a mess of that, really, because we had other options as well, mate. So it was yep. just um, perceived pressure that forced us to rush that like mm. and I, I think that's where our improvement comes from mate is that as we get more games in and players start to know you know what they can take um yeah they can we can make the most of those kind of opportunities but they're the ones that kind of hurt you in the meantime yeah it certainly was and then uh you know melbourne were able to work it up their end and when a free was paid to to jordan in the goal square uh it was a fait accompli that he was going to kick that uh, and so with just 20 seconds to go in the half, uh, Melbourne had hit the front. You know, we had one last roll of the dice that quarter, but uh, Stringer fluffed his kick going inside 50. Uh, and Ham, who ran onto it, uh, decided to try and 
run past May, um, and he got unceremoniously dumped. And uh, yeah, he ended the half down by three points, so four goals, five twenty-nine to Melbourne's four goals, eight thirty-two. Yeah, he certainly got dumped. Um, yeah, I've seen some moves in UFC like that, mate, where um, <laughs> they get dumped onto the ground. But uh, yeah, like. That was a total uh, out of your weight class. That one, um, we know how strong May is, but um, good on Ham for having a go. But um, yeah, they're the ones if you don't make the right call, you're going to get hurt a little bit. But um, yeah, at halftime, yeah, you got to say that we had um, put up a really good effort against the league leaders. Yeah, certainly had. Um, so going into second half, um, yeah, Melbourne had the first shot on goal. Uh, with Harm snapping through a point. Um, and then when Hind was trying to save a point um, for Melbourne, like he slammed into the point post. And unfortunately, the ball spilled uh, and Melbourne were able to pounce on it. And McDonald kicked it over his head for a goal. And, you know, that hurt in more ways than one. Yeah, well, if you have a look at the replay, it was Tom McDonald who gave him a fair nudge, uh, you know, into the side of him. And, yeah, unfortunately... He got, got pushed right into the point post. But, um, yeah, like if that point post had been you know, a metre the other way, mate, he would have been pushed through the behind. But um, he didn't have that luxury when the post was in his way. And mm. as you say, they made they got full compliment. And I think from that moment, we were a little bit rattled because um, uh, this is probably the period where the Ds actually won the game, mate, because this is where they go on and kick their next three or four. Yeah, but I mean, like before that, you know, um, you know, Melbourne, like we had the ball in our 50, Melbourne tried to burst it out. Uh, Waller took him down in a tackle um, and we ended up with a scoring opportunity to Laverde of all people, but only managed to minus score. And, um, you know, it just showed we were able to generate chances, but we just weren't clean enough or um, composed enough to spot up and hit good targets inside 50. And uh, as you say, they, they had that run of goals, so... Um, there was that ridiculous double 50 paid to Melbourne uh, and that gifted a goal to them. Um, you know, Kirk Perkins came from behind to man the mark and that was paid 50 for encroaching, which I thought was pretty harsh. Um, and then the second thing, I, second one, I think was paid for abuse as, uh, you know, Dev Smith was pleading his case for us. And look, it's undisciplined um, by Dev. He's done this a few games, um, but really... Um, yeah, surely the like, common sense is going to come into play here, like, um, because that's a massive penalty and it really hurt and took the wind out of our sails a bit. Yeah, 100 meter penalties, like, yeah, you know, no one got murdered, mate. Like, you know, it was just it seemed like a, a really harsh call. And mm. you know, later on in that quarter, the umpire would say, Stop yelling at me, Devin. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like, no. Yeah, just felt like saying, well, bloody umpire properly and you won't be bloody yelled at. But, um, yeah. you know, like, you know, they say righteous, I guess. But, um, mm. yeah, I've got to say, mate, I wasn't too impressed with uh, Petrarca. But, yeah, he kicked that nice goal and uh, mm. decided to give the Essendon fans a bit of a wave. And, <laughs> um, you know, like, I, I was just like saying, well, you've gone early there, mate. But there'll be a few people ready to wave you. Off the ground if uh, <laughs> the bombers get the win, but um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he would have the last laugh. But yeah, mm. it was the skipper that stood up for us, mate. Um, you know, Dyson had really kicked his first goal for the year, um, you know, and we really needed that one. Yeah, we certainly did, mate. It was a 
was a great goal. Um, it worried me a bit when he played on, um, but you know he's able to get out of that tackle and kick it through, which is excellent. Um, but I mean, before that, you know, um, I thought it was bloody rough when you know Ridley looked to be, um, you know, taking a mark on the wing and Salem just ran straight into him front on, no eyes for the footy, uh, but that was allowed to play on. Um, that was just before that Petrarca goal, and you know, then uh, you know Dev Smith had that shot on goal from about 40 metres out or so. And, you know, it was a straight kick, but it was shallow. So it ended up only being a point. Um, um, and then after Heppel's goal, um, you know, Fritsch missed a shit, set shot for, for Melbourne. Um, and uh, just after that, like, we tried to move the ball up our end, but Harrison Jones, like, he made a great tackle on Jackson, but that was called dangerous by the umpire. Oh, that was ridiculous. Oh. It just... Like, oh. it was a perfect tackle. Yeah. Um, there was um, no dumping motion, nothing like. Nah. So I just don't, you know, you know it's a rough night when they get those kind of calls. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Melbourne got another shot on goal out of that. Fortunately, um, you know, Harms missed that one. Um, but Melbourne's positioning was just making it really tough for us to work it up the ground. Um, but we finally did get it back into our forward line when, Dev Smith was able to centre the ball into our forward line and James was able to run onto it and snap a classy goal to bring us back within two straight kicks, mate. Yeah, and Harry Jones, he's been, you know, it's been a great season for him. And even though he has these low possession games, you know, under 10 possessions, you know, you just see what kind of player he's going to be. And he's got that work rate, mate, as we saw Mm. last week, did those 15Ks um, all at a high capacity and, high, you know, high um, input. So uh, he's going to be a beauty for us. And, you know, he just showed he didn't need much opportunities to have an impact. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, look, Ben, uh, Melbourne got paid yet another free at the next centre bounce. And, you know, our defence was all over the place at, on that occasion. And Petrarca was able to take an easy, uncontested mark about 40 metres out. And Waltz in to kick another goal for the Ds. Um, and then that next bounce heavily favoured Gorn. Um, and Draper had stopped just assuming it would be recalled, um, but it was allowed to go on. Uh, and I thought it was a bit insulting when the umpire said to Draper, oh, you've got to make an attempt to go for it. You know, I just thought, you know, the ball was bounced terribly uh, and basically went outside that centre circle to Gorn's advantage. Um, so they've got to be better, better than that. And like, what was Draper supposed to do in that situation? Yeah, well, they want him to, you know, go for a ball that was clearly, you know, misbounced. And, um, you know, generally they're going to recall it anyway. But because he didn't make an attempt, uh, the umpires just felt, well, that's my out. Um, that excuses my bad error. Mm. Um, we'll put it on I'll put it on Draper because he didn't contest it. You know, like, again, not a rubbish call by the umpires. And um, fortunately that one wasn't uh, as punishing as it could have been. But, um, yeah, they just certainly had the rub of the green all night and, there's those instances that really, as a supporter, it just builds your frustration. And uh, I can only imagine the obscenities uh, yelled at TVs <laughs> across Victoria and around yeah. Australia. Um, so, yes, um, at pre-quarter time, I was just thinking, oh, you know, you know they got that lead. Um, what can we do? Is it going to be one of those instances where we go for broke to try and win the game and maybe get blown out? Potentially, 
Mm. Or, you know, do we keep playing the way we are and, and hope to break through? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, we're down by three goals. So, six goals, 7.43 to Melbourne's eight goals, 12.60. Um, and look, we started the quarter well with a couple of entries and even a mark to hooker that yeah, wasn't paid. Um, and then Stringer got Petrarca in a tackle. And, yeah, he wasn't able to get a boot on it, but, um, you yeah, uh, know, that wasn't paid either, which was really frustrating. Uh, and then Hind uh, got the ball of half pack and Pickett tried to trip him, um, but nothing doing there. And, you know, we kept working up our end, but only managed a minor score. And then, of course, you know, Hind got a bit sloppy and pushed Spargo straight in the back. And that one was paid, Jane. Um, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, fortunately, uh, when Spargo delivered to Fritsch, um, you know, he only managed to behind. Um we got another entry, though, um, with a beautiful little kick from Dev Smith in the middle of the ground to Jones on the forward flank there. and He kicks it to Stringer in the forward 50, but unfortunately he missed. And, yeah, it was a big miss, mate, because um, we weren't getting a lot of chances in there and needed to make the most of them. And the old Murphy's Law, mate, when you miss one that you should kick, it inevitably goes down to the Melbourne end and they get a go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Sparrow... Uh, yeah, got that mark inside 50 and kicked it through to have them 22 points up uh, with just over 10 minutes to go. Um, and, yeah, look, when we got the ball down our end, I thought Peter Wright was battling really hard against Gorn in our forward 50, um, you know, spoiling so Gorn couldn't take intercept marks. Um, but really, Peter Wright should have been on the offensive playing in front. Um and should have been going for some marks himself. Um, yeah, we got the next clearance, though, when uh, we were paid a free as Melbourne violated the 666 rule. Um, and Merritt booted it forward off his right boot this time. Uh, and Waterman looked to have outbodied his opponent, but wasn't able to mark it. But uh, fortunately, Perkins was able to scramble it out to Wright, who snapped through a classy goal to keep us alive. Yeah, for a big man, he's quite good at those. Um, and that was a really nice goal, like... And it looked deliberate, mate. It wasn't one of those big loping ruckmen who just <laughs> throw their boot at it and don't know where you're going to go. Um, hello to Scott Lysette uh, from the other <laughs> night. But, um, yeah, but, uh, no, he he definitely meant that. And he's got a bit of skills for a big man. Um, mm. And, you know, like Melbourne tried to uh, – well, they had to rush behind after that. But uh, the next play was brilliant, a brilliant kick by Zach Merritt. Mm. Hit up Kale Hooker and you know, just placed it beautifully uh, over. I think it was May and I oh, know. So I think May was just behind Hooker, thinking yeah. that he wasn't going to mark it. But um, yeah, he he it landed right on his chest, mate. And it was a great kick, as I said. And uh, Hooker didn't let us down. And yeah, before we knew it, we we're eleven points down. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, we got the next clearance too when Merritt laced out Waterman. He marked just outside fifty, but. That was it was just a really frustrating one because Waterman kicked it straight to Lever. Like there was no Essendon player in the area. So um I don't know what, what was happening there. But fortunately he made up for it a little bit later when he took a mark when Melbourne tried to exit from our 50. Uh, but we just weren't able to make anything of it. because uh, Melbourne were all over us. Um yeah, we got another entry, but Hooker was absolutely manhandled by May and just sort of thrown out of the way. Um and then Waller nailed harms in a tackle in our 50. That wasn't paid. Um, yeah, Stewart uh, was paid a free for a for a tackle. It was actually high on Pickett, uh, you have to have said. 
Uh, but it sounded like that was a, I know that was the evener uh, for the one that wasn't paid to Tipper. As long as uh, it didn't result in a shot of goal, the well, no were happy to pay for it. <laughs> um, yeah, we got another entry, but our, our ability to find a target inside 50 was absolutely woeful. And yeah, Melbourne just worked it out of there each and every single time. And right at the death, Ridley took a courageous mark in front of Gorn, and even that wasn't paid. And yeah, the, the Bomber fans certainly made the umpires aware of their displeasure uh, for their performance on the night. And Look, yeah, as much as I'm whinging about the umpires, because um, yeah, it was extremely frustrating, uh, I do feel that Melbourne were the better side on the night for mine and made the most of their opportunities. Um, but our entries inside forward 50 and our movement by our forwards inside 50 uh, was just not good enough. Um, and even when we did get chances, we just weren't able to kick straight. Uh, so that, to me, was a major difference on the night. Uh, and we really need to improve in that area if we want to be a uh, you know top side of the competition, uh, because yeah Melbourne missed a lot of goals as well. Uh, so it was credit to our defence uh, for you know pressuring and um, doing all they could down there. Uh, but I think a lot of those were still very gettable. So while we weren't lucky with the decisions made on the night, um, Melbourne really could have put us to the sword a lot earlier. I've got to say, uh, but at, at the end, you know, we went down by. Just 11 points, so eight goals, nine, 57 to Melbourne's nine goals, 14, 68. Yeah, it was a game of what ifs, mate. Um, what if we actually got some decent umpires? No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no but I, it does feel a bit like that. But as you say, and Truck said it at his um, press conference after the game, and he used this word as many times as John Worswold used learnings. Uh, he mentioned composure. I don't, I don't know, he mentioned that about three or four times in the one press conference. Yeah. And um, so you know that's the message the players are getting. You know, be, um, you know, be more composed. Try and think your way through the footy rather than just bombing it. So I'm actually quite pleased that, you know, that that's what he's picking up and that's what he's instructing the players. Mm-hmm. Um, because as I say, uh, and I know he's not playing at the moment. But, uh, Andy McGrath is a classic example of that. Sometimes he's a player that will just grab the footy and bomb it like with no composure, just, yeah. just to clear that immediate area. And um, we've got uh, many other players like that, so I'm not just picking on Andy McGrath. But, I mean, these are the kind of things we've got to think of. And how many years have we tried to bomb it on, you know, Tipper's head at centre forward, mate? So um, <laughs> He's not getting any taller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think we've got better at that this year. Um mm. Uh, you know, with the emergence of Harry Jones and Peter Wright, um, you know, the marking option. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately, um, yeah, we do have to, against the game's best at the moment, um, you know, they certainly controlled their back line very well. And, mm. you, know, they're, you know, they're number one in defence, mate, and it, it played out like that on the night. Yeah, it certainly did. Um, you know, and when we just bomb it, bomb it long, we make the job easier for them. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, at least the coaches are, you know, obviously uh, communicating that to the players that really, really need to work on that. So I'm confident they'll uh, they'll be able to fix that up in the um, you know, games and, you know, weeks to come. All right, mate. Well, why don't we have a break and we'll come back with the Don's Cast medal vote.
Well, it's time, mate, now for the Doncast medal votes. And uh, as always, mate, I'll let you kick it off. Beautiful. Well, um, yeah, the I'll go from the bottom. So the um, one vote for me went to um, Darcy Parrish. You know, he got 37 disposals. So, again, racking him up. I didn't think he was as, um, you know, damaging as he has been with those disposals as he has been in previous weeks. Uh, but, you know, he was by far the... Um, you know, greatest clearance getter uh, for us. So eight clearances on the night, which is um, bloody huge, especially when we're getting um, sort of beaten around that area on the night. Uh, took five marks, four tackles. So you know, defensively and offensively, he was um, really working for us. Uh, 536 metres gained, um, you know, five intercepts, eight scoring involvements. Um, so that was very impressive. Uh, and 14 contested possessions. So um, he battled really hard. Uh, kept presenting options all game. So, um, yeah, the one vote for Darcy Parrish for mine. Uh, two votes I went for Kyle Langford. I thought he had a really solid game for us. Uh, yeah, ended up racking up the 29 disposals and um, really played that uh, sort of a floating forward, um, going to the midfield kind of role quite well for us. Um and the, the thing that I found particularly pleasing with Lankford is he's, he's shown a bit more physicality, like laid six tackles on the night um, while also dishing out five clearances. So I thought that was fantastic. Uh, you, know, you know, nigh on 500 metres gained, uh, took six marks, so using his size there. Um, and, uh, yeah, 10 contested uh, possessions, uh, absolutely fantastic. And, yeah, got five inside 54. So, no, I thought he had a uh, quite a solid game for us. Uh, three votes went to the captain, uh, Dyson Heppel. I thought he um, he really stood up down there on the night. Uh, took 10 marks, Jane, um, which is uh, just great for us. He, he structured us up so well. And uh, this one, you know, I think quite a lot of fans won't believe. Um, but even though he, he racked up the 26 disposals, mate, he went 100% disposal efficiency. Uh, which is sort of unheard of, um, particularly for Dyson Heppel, because that is an area of game he, he has been uh, you know, sort of uh, criticised on in the past. Um, but he he done fantastic for us. Uh, yeah, five intercept possessions, uh, six score involvements, um, and just really provided some uh, some great structure and leadership for us um, all night. Um, so uh, yeah, three votes for him. Four votes, I went to Zach Merritt. Um, I thought he was fantastic. And it wasn't just the fact that he, you know, obviously racked up 41 disposals, so, um, you know, almost had his own footy on the night. Um, but, yeah, it was, he, he slowed the play down when needed. He, um, you know, those those kicks to Dev Smith and, and Hooker that ended up in goals where, uh, you know, he could have just easily blazed away, but he decided to take a bit of time, take a bit of heat off the footy, uh, and spot up those guys, and um, you know, when when he kicked it into our forward line, like he was one who actually looked dangerous with it, um, and guys looked to be gobbling those up because um, he kicked them beautifully. Uh, but it wasn't only the offensive side of things; like he laid eight tackles, uh, so a game high uh, for us on the night. Pretty sure I know Matt Guelphie laid nine, so there you go. So, but um, Zach Merritt with the eight tackles, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, three clearances. 563 metres gained with two goal assists. Uh, absolutely fantastic game from Zach Merritt. Um, but 
the five votes for mine had to go to Jordan Ridley. Um, you know, he uh, certainly had his work cut out for him on the night, mate. And uh, yeah, did it beautifully. Uh, ended up with a 28 disposals, uh, five marks. Um, yeah, 531 metres gained, uh, which is absolutely incredible. Seven intercept possessions, seven contested possessions. Um, and, you know, went by, you know, nigh on 90% uh, disposal efficiency uh, when he had the footy. I thought, uh, you know, he was one, again, one able to um, sort of slow the speed of the game down, hit good targets, um, make really good decisions. Uh, and certainly for our back six, he was uh, sort of the general down there uh, on the night, uh, structured us up really well. Um, so, yeah, fantastic game from uh, Jordan Ridley. How about yourself, mate? How'd you read it? Yeah, well, um, similar to you, mate. A lot of those players feature in my votes. I'll, I'll give him the five votes to Dyson Heppel. Uh, yeah, I just thought he was, you know, played a real leader's game. Um, and to do it against the top team, is really uh, really shows his leadership. Um, you know, Melbourne known to, especially after they got that three goals out, mate, uh, 22-point lead at one stage. Uh, it was really important we had some leadership and direction down there so we didn't drop our heads. And yep. I think that what a good leader does, he structures his back line. So, um, and as you say, mate, 26 disposals at 100% efficiency. Uh, yeah, it's not something you're renowned um, Dyson Heppel for, but um, yeah, for me, uh, I just thought it was a great game and I rewarded him with the five. Um, similarly, I gave uh, Jordan Ridley the four. Um, again, you know, a lot of the ball coming into Melbourne's forward 50s were was intercepted by Jordan Ridley or he had the composure, as to borrow the key word from Ben Rutten, yeah. to uh, make the right decisions and you know, um, as I said, he, he's just a great player for his age. And as uh, Luke Darcy said, only 38 games into his career, mate. And you know, he's already the you know, the reigning um, Crichton medalist. So he's certainly uh, you know, having a, a better run now. Um, as I said, after that head knock he got in um, against Brisbane, I thought when he came back, it'd take him a few weeks to get back into it. And um, yep. uh, he certainly seems to be back at peak form again now. Um, I gave three votes to Zach Mirror again. Um, Forty-one disposals, huge. Um, yeah, I, I thought you know a lot of the ball was a little bit wasted, but uh, he still uh, used the ball very well at times as well. So it wasn't all just haphazard kicking. Um, so uh, yeah, and, and like I said, he he just busts his gut, mate. You can just see you know always putting pressure on when he doesn't have the footy as well. So. Yeah, really good game by Zach. Uh, mate, I'm, I'm probably surprised a few here. I'll really like to re, uh, reward lesser-known guys sometimes um, and probably without the stats to prove it, but someone who caught my eye in the night was James Stewart. I'm, I'm yeah. giving him two votes just because he he had to play that uh, on the tall, on the tall forward, tallest forward they had. Yeah. Um, and Melbourne you know, elected not to play uh, Ben Brown or... Um, uh, sorry, Ben Brown or uh, Sam Whedon on the night, um, which meant that he spent a lot of time on Luke Jackson. Um, and, yeah, he, like I said, he just uh, took some nice marks and clearing footy out of the mm. uh, D's forward line. So, um, yeah, I want to give him the votes, even though his stats probably might not 
recognises him in that. He just caught my eye in the night. Yep. And one vote I gave to Kyle Langford. Now, I must apologise to Darcy Barry. He, he's been burnt by me in this way because he did get the 37 <laughs> disposals. And, mate, I, I wanted to change my votes um, when you were reading out these stats and that. So I'm probably a bit embarrassed. I didn't find a vote for uh, Parrish on the night. But, yeah, I thought Kyle Langford, um, you know, again, showed his improvement throughout the year. He's certainly playing better in his second half of the year. Um, mm, yeah. And, you know, he's, you know he is, uh, his awareness is getting better. I think that was initially a big problem for him. Yeah. Um, but as he's got those games under his belt, he's, you know, he's starting to make more, uh, you know, better decisions at least. And, um, yeah, I thought he had a pretty good night as well. So, um, apologies to Darcy Parrish and even Jake Stringer had a good game. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's just how I saw it. Um, how do we go with the voting overall, mate? How, how's the leaderboard looking? Yeah, mate. Um, so if we rack them up, um, so I'll go from the bottom. So uh, Snelling with the one vote, two votes each to Shield, Stewart and Wright, three votes to Phillips, four to Redman, five each to Francis, Jones and Cox, six votes to Draper, uh, 10 to Perkins, uh, 15 votes each to Langford and Hooker, 18 votes each to Tipper and Hebel. Uh, Stringer on 20 votes. Laverty on 22. McGrath on 26. Ridley on 44 votes now. Hind on 52. Parrish on 72. And just out in front is Zach Merritt on 73 votes, mate. Wow, I did burn Darcy Parrish. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there's plenty of games to go. And um, as I said, we've got a really tough test next week against Geelong. Mm. Um, so, yeah, on the skinny ground, mate, it'll be very interesting to see how we uh, think our way through that one because uh, you won't have the, you know, the big wings to work with. Um, it really narrows up. It's particularly going inside 50. Um, so we're going to have to be uh, mindful because obviously they know how to play that game, that ground better than anyone else. Mm. Um so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what work we do, you know, because uh, even though we played a pre-season game down there, mate, against the Cats uh, this year, it'll be more interesting in a, you know, full-length uh, full AFL match down there. Um, first one since 1993, mate. And Choice. just a quick flashback, I went to that game um, and uh, my sister-in-law barracks with Geelong and... Um, yeah, she gave me the shits that day. <laughs> Sorry, but um, <laughs> um, and it was just frustrating because, like, um, yeah, we picked up a lot of injuries in that game. Uh, you know, the baby bombers. Um, I think Heard did his hammy. Um, there's a few other injuries that all coming in the, out of that game, and um, you know, I kind of lost my composure, mate, uh, <laughs> walking out. And um, let's just say the families weren't speaking for a bit. Um, <laughs> But uh, I did have the last laugh, mate, in about six weeks afterwards um, when we uh, won the premiership that year and uh, Geelong sadly didn't make the finals. But um, <laughs> that was many moons ago. And, um, yeah, as they say now, they feel sorry for us Essendon supporters because, uh, you know, they've won, their, they've won three flags in the last 20 years, mate, uh, compared to our zero. But um, that's all right. You know, uh, we'll just have to... Uh, time our run and uh, I'll get the I'll get a bit of uh, yeah a bit of sledging going the other way if um, the bombers can uh, 
fix up the cats this week. Absolutely, mate. All right. Well, um, why don't we have a break and we'll go through by the numbers. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we finish off the show. We always do by the numbers. And, mate, we uh, know Andy McGrath for the last few weeks and probably won't be reading his name out for the rest of the year. So mm. we start with Sam Draper. And uh, uh, he's certainly had a quite a game, um, obviously going up against probably the best Ruckman in the game, in yep. Max Gorn. And he just didn't have the same spring as the week before against Tassie. Mm. Um, and, like, yeah, his effort was still there, um, but just couldn't get his hand to the ball as easily as against the Hawks. And, yeah, um, yeah, it was a little bit underwhelming. But as I said, the second game back's always the test, I reckon. I reckon sometimes players come back from injury that first game, they look all right. The second game, you know, they, that really puts them through their paces. Yeah, and that sort of seemed to be the way of it. I mean, uh, he said, I mean for mine, he didn't lower his colours any. Um, and certainly, uh, yeah, going up against Max Gorn, um, yeah, it's definitely a, a learning opportunity for, for Draper. I mean, he's only played, what, 13, 14 games of footy. Uh, so, um, yeah, he's he's got a long way to go. But, um, yeah, he's, he's still, um, you know, busted his gut in there, you know, ended up with four clearances, which uh, I thought was a good effort by him. Um, yeah, 10 disposals in the end. And, you know, he actually, um, yeah, he... he uh, I had six contested possessions, so yeah, he really, um, uh, yeah, tried to tried to make an impact. Had a couple of score involvements, a couple of intercepts. Um, yeah, so it's not like he uh, yeah, he, he wasn't there um, you know, when the when the whoops were cracking and stuff like that. But certainly, um, you know, Max Gorn had the had a better of better of that one. Uh, but you know, these are the these are the games that uh, Draper needs to have to go. Okay, look. Yes, I had a, a good game against the Hawks, but uh, if I want to be one of the premier ruckmen of the competition, that's the level I need to get to. So, uh, uh, look, certainly a, a great opportunity for Draper to play on Max Gorn. And, yeah, I'm sure as the uh, yeah, years go on, um, that's what I'll be aiming to or striving towards. Um, so, no, I thought he uh, had an all right game uh, just without being outstanding. And then uh, we had Darcy Parrish, who yeah, knocked up fine in the footy. Um, as I said, mate, I burned him in the votes, but uh, <laughs> he certainly, um, you know, had plenty of the footy, um, 37 disposals, mate, but only 13 of those kicks. Mm. So we know he wins the footy at the cold face and he, you know, very good below the knees, collecting the footy and dishing out handballs. But, um, you know, four tackles, uh, five marks. Yeah, you know, he certainly did his part um, and certainly found a heap of the footy. Um, just probably wasn't as damaging as he had been in that purple patch of form he was having. Yeah, and I think you know you you got to look at um, you know Melbourne how they structured up. Um, yeah, and it was it was a hot game. Uh, you know, plenty of pressure around the footy. Um, but you know he, he managed the eight score involvements, five intercepts, um, you know, fourteen contested possessions. So it was it was busting his gut. It was running everywhere. Um, I thought he had a, a really solid game, um, but you know. Sometimes you can rack up as much footy as you want, but uh, you're just not able to, um, you know, penetrate as, as much as you have been 
previously, and, and certainly that's what we found on the night. You know, Melbourne's uh, defensive efforts were um, outstanding. The the way they structured up, um, the way they were able to just you know take the ball out of their hands almost at will. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure for the uh, you know midfielders of Essendon, like they found it hard going inside fifty because you know everywhere they looked there was there was Melbourne jumpers. But um, I thought he. I thought Parrish played a, a really solid game for us, and um, no, I just just love him what he's producing. Yeah, uh, Kyle Langford thought he had a really good game. Uh, obviously, found a vote for him, mm. <laughs> and um, you, know, you found votes for him too, mate. Um, had twenty nine disposals, 16, 16 of those kicks, thirteen handballs, six marks, but more encouragingly as well, the six tackles. Um, yeah, you know, and you know, for a guy who's not, yeah. You know, not got all the pace in the world um, to be in the contest is uh, really important. Thought he was, uh, yeah, very serviceable on the night. Yeah, certainly was, and he he ran both ways, mate. Um, you know, had had four intercept possessions, three score involvements. Um, yeah, even two tackles inside fifty, which was um, uh, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, just the way he, he you know, hunted the footy, went for his tackles, went for the contested ball. Um, yeah, I, I thought he played really solid for us, and um, you know, just he's starting to get a bit of that. Um, uh, you know, use that bigger body of his, um, which is all for the better. So, uh, no, a really good game from Langford. Yeah, Dev Smith um, is better than last week, I've got to say. Um, yeah. And his kicking for goal was very good. Like I know the second one um, was dead-eyed straight, mate. And the TV angle was pretty poor on the night um, because. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of celebrating. It didn't yeah. even make the distance. Um, but uh, yeah, like he's really got to control um, his abuse at the umpires. Like, yeah, we all know they did a terrible job, but he's got to work out yelling and screaming at him is never going to, um, you know, they're never going to turn around and go, actually, you're right, Devin. Um, yeah. I made a blue. Uh, I'll fix now it that up you mention it. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, yeah, he's just got to learn to. Yeah, it's good to have passion and, um, you know, and, and like he's basically acting like a supporter would, mate, um, yeah. you know, how we were. But, um, you know, sometimes you've got to play the, the long game with these umpires and you know, they'll put things that are 50-50, they won't give it to you and, um, and that hurts the side. So mm. I think that um, yeah, he's just got to be a bit more disciplined. But uh, having said that, mate, just a seven, uh, seven kick, seven handball, 14 to disposals for the game um like i said he kicked that goal uh but yeah you know, the four tackles but mate i've got to say he's a shadow of the player that he was you know a couple of years ago and i know we've just signed him up for another two years mm. but um yeah that seems like a strange signing at the moment i think i would have made him sweat a bit more um yeah. he's got a bit of luxury now knowing that he's contracted for the next two years after this and um mm. Yeah, like I said, I, I would have made him sweat a bit more, make him earn that contract because yeah, he's, just, yeah, he's just not as damaging as he once was. And uh, whether it's the knee problems, so he doesn't seem to be hobbling around. But um, yeah, I just think we, we've got more, a lot more out of Dev a couple of years ago than we are now. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously most of us listen to a few of the podcasts and yeah, the blokes of the sash and blokes that um you know lunchtime catch up you know it sounds to me there's a bit of um you know rumors around Dev smith's um knee issues um you know maybe he's 
he's got more than he's he's letting on. Um, in this game, he was better. Like there were a few bursts of play. There was one on the wing there where he went for about three or four tackles. Um, you know, one where he put on a burst of speed to just affect the the kicker there. Uh, but he's only able to do it in small patches. Um, so, uh, you know, it's like, um, you know, he's, he's limited to that. And, uh, you know, he, he probably does get frustrated, um, you know, because if your body's letting you down, but your, your mind knows what you want to do, I'm sure that'd be bloody frustrating. But, uh, you know, you can't let that out on the umpires because, as you say, mate, they're never going to change their mind about something. And, um, yeah, I think... Look, he, he's you know when he's when he's on song, he's he's one of my favourite players. But um, you know, at the moment, uh, you know, he's still working through. Hopefully, you know, he, as he as the weeks wear on, um, he'll continue to get better. Maybe a bit of WD forty in those uh, those joints of his, mate. But uh, you know, we're just gonna make sure he, he gets his body right because um, you know if he's if he does have uh, you know, injury issues or whatever it is. Um, He's, he's of less value to the side. Uh, but, yeah, there's, there's definitely a player there. So I'd say an average game um, on the night overall for mine. Because, um, uh, yeah, certainly that would have gone up if he kicked another couple of goals. But an average game on the night for mine. Uh, Zach Merritt, fresh off his six-year deal. Um, had a great game again, 41 disposals. Uh, as, as we read through him, mate, you know, he had the 23 kicks, 18 handballs, five marks, eight tackles. Uh, again, working both ways. Um, and like, I think the only thing that Zach's requiring you know, to make him even more elite is adding a few goals. Mm. You know, if he can become that goal-kicking midfielder as well, um, you know, that's when he'll be at his elite level. Yeah. Um, but he's had a great year and... Uh, as said, he's just taken the lead in the Don's cast medal votes, mate. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, potentially our next skipper. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that is a handover at the end of this season. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, look, not much more I can add. Um, you know, from what I've uh, said before, I thought his, his ability to work through traffic and make good decisions was was excellent. Um yeah, so another fantastic game from Zach Merritt. And yeah, looking forward to six more years of that, mate. Yeah. Um, now, of course, uh, we had uh, David Zarakis playing for us, mate. Um, he was not required on the night, but uh, a career game gets added to his, uh, you know, his uh, total. Um, mm-hmm. So potentially some match payments there as well. And he played in the VFL today as well, mate. So, yeah. Uh, so we made him earn it. So. Yeah. You got a little bit of a run as well. So he wasn't just sitting on the bench this weekend. But um, that's one of the luxuries when your team plays uh, or the VFL team plays on an opposite day to the game. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, not much more we can say about David. Um, the next one, Nick Cox, um, is a little bit more... I had a little bit more play against uh, the Hawks. But, again, it was probably one of his quieter games as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, managed to seven disposals, uh, four marks, which is excellent. Um, but yeah, it didn't seem to do much um, when he did get the footy. Only the ten meters gained, if you'll believe it, on the night, mate. Uh, had five tackles, which is excellent. Um, so he is working, um, you yeah, know, working on his game. 
Um, so, I mean, it's just games and experience for Nick Cox. Um, yeah, learning that uh, the positioning, learning, uh, you yeah, know, when to go, when to stay, when to, um, you know, take a lead or uh, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so quieter games like um, like he had last night. Not really an issue for mine. I'm, I'm sure he'll develop pretty well. And, um, yeah, looking forward to, uh, yeah, as a, like another couple of pre-seasons, build a bit, build a bit of, uh, you know, meat on that frame, mate. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be much more prepared uh, for the rigors of our footy. But, um, no, I thought he, I thought he had a, a yeah, fairly quiet game, obviously. Yeah. And the thing is, like, uh, this is usually the period of the season where those first-year players start to hit the wall a little bit. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see the management of um, Nick Cox. Um, we know we, they tried to rest him in a game against North, I think it was, and um, yeah. uh, he actually got on the ground uh, for Devin Smith when he did his hamstring. So mm. um, I think that like, I won't be surprised. I wouldn't think it'll be this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets another one of those days where he's named as the medical sub, yeah. um, just to freshen him up a bit. But um, yeah, like we loved his first year, mate, and the last couple of weeks, he's been a bit underwhelming, but it's understandable too. He's, uh, you know, he didn't play footy last year. You got to remember with the COVID situation. Mm, so, yeah. um, and he's, you know, for a guy of that stature, he stayed, you know, thankfully injury uh, free. Like I was a bit worried for him against Carlton, mate. I, I thought he'd done his arm or his, his shoulder during the game, but um, he's obviously been able to play on through that. So, yeah, he's got a lot of um, a lot of upside. Uh, Jordan Ridley, mate, we both found him votes. Um, you know, as you said, mate, he's a bit of a general down back with Dyson Hippel. Um, and instead of a player with only 38 games, uh, again, he's a real gem. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, he's an absolute jet. Um, yeah, not much more I can add from, um, you know, from what I said before. He, yeah, just his decision-making, his ability to slow the play game, play down rather, Um no, absolutely fantastic. So another great game from Jordan Ridley. Uh, Jordan, uh, sorry, Jaden Laverde. Um, he had a decent game too, mate. Like most of our backline held up pretty well. Um, again, he had 17 disposals, seven kicks, 10 ambles, five marks, uh, two tackles. Uh, but uh, he wasn't beaten on the night, I didn't think. And again, he's, he shows a real bit of presence down there. He's, he's quite a tough player, mate. Um mm. And uh, he's continued his pretty good season. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, more than pretty good. He's he's been absolutely, um, yeah, like a rock down there for us. Um, yeah, you know, I, I actually considered him for votes because you know he's seventeen disposals. Like he he had to work bloody hard um, down there in the back line with the rest of the boys. Um, had five marks, which is fantastic. Um, and. Uh, yeah, actually, when he, like when he when he gets the footy, he makes good decisions uh, with it. Um, yeah, had three score involvements, um, Jaden Laverty, which is pretty good from the back line, mate. Um, yeah, I did see him creep up um, towards the forward half, towards the back end of, of quarters. Um, uh, three intercept possessions, uh, three contested possessions. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was really solid down back for us. So, uh, yeah, I'd say another really solid game from Jaden Laverty. 
Archie Perkins found a bit more of the footy than last week. You know, 16 disposals on the night, um, seven kicks, nine handballs, four marks, and uh, five tackles. So, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good game for a first-year player. I, I must say, like, uh, he's kicking a goal. Uh, he's had a lot of opportunities this year, mate. He's just been unlucky. He's got a lot of um, posters and uh, yeah, shots that he's missed. I just love him to tidy that up. Um, that will take him to the next level. But um, as I said, he had that opportunity to have a kick for goal, went around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think he was leirizing. I, yeah, I know you mentioned it could have been a bit like that, but I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of players try to kick around their body now. But as you say, mate, I probably agree also that it's probably a time to take the, the drop punt um, because he he seems a pretty good kick generally. Um, so yeah. I don't think he has that need to go to the round-the-body kick. So um, as I said, first-year player, he's going to learn a lot um, and you know, it'll be vital going forward. He can make the most of those scoring opportunities. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, but as you said, like he... He was able to demonstrate his ability to find the footy, um, you know, and to have four marks, which I, I thought was pretty good. Three clearances. So, yeah, we got a bit of a chance to, um, you know, get involved in midfield or, um, you know, in the contest there. He uh, acquitted himself quite well. Had the one goal assist, uh, which is excellent. That one to Peter Wright there. Um, and, you know, even though like, he, he's used to the footy, sometimes need a bit of work. Like, he, he is one who... Um, uh, you know, if he marks it, uh, he will just uh, sort of pump it long to a contest and doesn't always work out for us. But, you know, he had the four score involvements in the night, um, nine contested positions. So, you know, he's a tough little unit. And, uh, no, I, I think he's developing really well. So, yeah, I'd say a fairly solid game from, from Archie Perkins. Yeah, much improved. Uh, my boy, James Stewart, I'm giving <laughs> a couple of votes. But, um, yeah, I just... He really caught my eye, as I said, and he had those nine kicks, five handballs, uh, 14 disposals, six marks, and uh, the two tackles. So, uh, pretty good night on the night for, um, uh, you know, Jim, the way yeah. James Stewart played. Um, and he's learned a lot. You know, this is his first year really, you know, committed playing down back. And yeah. interestingly, mate, um, uh, Ben Rutten's certainly not a a sheedy type where he's going to throw, you know, when we weren't getting a lot of contested marks up forward, he didn't think about throwing in James Stewart up forward. And mm. you know, he hasn't done that, you know, with a Laverde. You know, he set them their structures and uh, you know, the instructions of the play that way. And you know, he doesn't really flirt with, um, you know, trying to change positions during games at this mm. stage of uh, his coaching career. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting if uh, the time ever comes where James Stewart will be asked to go forward as a marking option uh, you know, throughout this next part of the season. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously we know he we know he's capable of it. Um, yeah, he's he's one I, I definitely did consider him for votes. Um, yeah, there were just some some bits of play where uh, you know he he uh, you know use his size to. Uh, sort of outbody an opponent, and um, his ability to hit targets is is fantastic. Uh, and we saw that both on the right and the left. Um, but yeah, certainly there were marks uh, kicks out of the back line uh, to a bloke on the wing, and just hit him beautifully. Um, his, his kicking actions are quite good from when I see it. I'm sure that's something that uh, you know when Ben Ben Rutten looks at him, he's like, you know, this bloke 
can use footy quite well, which can be a bit of a weapon for us um, when we try to work it out of the, uh, the back line there. So I, I thought um, Jimmy Stewart battled hard all night. Um, you know, as you said, like he had a few blokes he'd, he'd play on, um, you know, sort of cycling uh, between blokes and, you know, acquitted himself quite well on all occasions. Um, so, yeah, I thought he had a, a really good game. And as you say, mate, like he's this is his first season as a uh, defender and I think he's uh, acquitted himself quite well in the role. Yeah. Now, Nick Hind, um, it's clear that these have put a lot of time into Nick Hind. Um, certainly uh, didn't allow him to be as damaging as he was against the Hawks. Um, yeah, he's still found a bit of the footy. But uh, he's always under pressure, mate. Uh, 17 disposals, 11 kicks, six ambles, one mark, just the two tackles. Um, and I just thought that, uh, you know, they tried to stifle his run. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, his endeavour was still there. And instead, he got that one where he's pushed into the post. That mm. It looked like he was pretty sore, but pleasingly, he ran out the game okay. Yeah, which was fortunate because uh, yeah, could have really done himself a mischief there. Uh, yeah, I thought he had a um, you know solid game, but as you say, mate, like they just didn't allow him space. Um, you know, even when he did try to go for a run, uh, you know, a couple of players would just converge on him, and he just uh, yeah couldn't work it out of there. So um, yeah, and even because he's quite a, quite a good kick, Nick Hind, they didn't really allow him to. Um, yeah, even space to, to use his disposal efficiency. Um, so, look, I, I thought he still played quite a solid game for us. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dees just didn't allow him to, to use that attacking flair of his. And, um, yeah, I'm sure that's something that he'll just have to work on because, you know, size will figure out that this bloke can be bloody dangerous uh, when he gets the footy. Um, so how he works through that, you know, will we'll be... Uh, left to be seen, but um, I'm sure he will work through it and uh, yeah, continue to uh, to grow because yeah, he's certainly having a, a great season for us so far. Yeah, now Peter Wright had a better game than against the Hawks, but still low disposals, just the eight possessions, mate. Four kicks, mm. four ambles. Uh, played a bit of ruck, eleven hitouts, uh, one tackle, but yeah, you know, importantly, he kicked a couple of goals on the night. But um, yeah, like. It, He's never going to be a high disposal player, I don't think. Um, but you know, you certainly take two goals a, a week from him. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, he he did try to use his um, marking power a bit up the ground, like he was getting his hands to him, but just not quite clunking him. So uh, I'm sure he'll continue to work on that. Um, you know, he, again, like he's a very serviceable, um, you know, uh, second ruckman. Uh, to come in, but you know, coming up against Max Gorn, he was always going to get smacked in there. Um, so well, look, I, I thought he he battled hard, but um, yeah, the one thing you really need to work on, like if you're playing in the forward line, you need to be out in front, um, like playing in front, not behind, because you know that's when you're playing catch up. Um, he's not the quickest bloke around, so um, yeah, he certainly needs to use his size and. Um, positioning to give himself the best opportunity to take some marks, kick some goals and um, yeah, basically solidify his spot and in our best 22. Um, yeah, I think he's doing enough at the moment, but certainly there's uh, yeah, there's a lot more in there um, that we can get out. So uh, yeah, we'll 
hopefully the uh, the coaches can can work that out. But I, yeah, I'd have to say an average game on the night. Yeah, um, Tyson Heppel, we both uh, sung his praises, mate. So there's not much mm. more to add. Mm. But um, it was great to see the captain uh, leading from the front. And yeah, I've got to say, mate, it was really touching the moment before the game where you know. Um, where he you know, had his little mate there um, who flipped the coin. I, I forget the boy's name, unfortunately. Um, do you remember? Did you see any of that, mate? No, no. So um, I forget the bloke's name, but like Dyson Heppel just seems like a real genuine character and, um, you know, obviously, um, you know, cares a lot for these kids. You know, he heard Janky Stringer talking after the game as well about, you know, how special it is that um, they're able to have these relationships with the kids, put a smile on their face. So, no, it's fantastic to see. Yeah, like he um he leads the club so well, and as, you know, uh, before when I was mentioning about you know maybe Zach Merritt takes the mantle, um, you know it'll be more on Dyson being able to focus on you know getting the best out of his final couple of years. He's only twenty nine, but like um, he's had a fair bit of injuries there, um, so like you know. That's the only thing that would see if, um, and, and like Heppel may hold the captaincy next year as well. So we're not saying it's definitely going to happen, but um, yeah, I, I know that they refer to um, uh, Harrison, the boy's name is, that's just come to mind. Um, yeah, young Harrison. Um, and he's, he, it was good, mate, because at the start of the game, they had an interaction with Max Gorn at first. Um, Harrison was speaking to Max Gorn and, Max Gorn said, "Oh, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna meet Dyson Heppel in a minute." And uh, Harrison replied, "I've already met him 26 times, so <laughs> <laughs> he, he knew how many times he'd seen him." And um, yeah, it just goes to show that this isn't just for uh, TV. This is uh, what Dyson does as a passion. So well under Dyson Heppel representing the club so well, mm. uh, mate. The next player, Harrison Jones. Um, now, would, would you believe he only had four disposals for the game? Yes, yeah, crazy. Like, like, it just seemed like he had a bit more of an impact. Yeah, but he kicked a couple of goals. And as I said, that's important. Um, but yeah, I was surprised he only had four disposals for the whole match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, because his, his running patterns are there. Like, you can you can see him working and everything. But um, no, look, you know, he's very limited opportunities. Like, he was able to get those goals. Like, both of those goals were. Uh, opportunistic in nature like that that hand of God one right on the goal line and then uh, the, the sort of snap about sort of 20 metres out or so uh, both really classy goals um, but you know it was Melbourne's defence that uh, just didn't allow him to, to run and jump at the footy uh, you know you saw time and time again that um, you know whether it was May or Lever or um, you know any number of Melbourne defenders that um, almost put a block on uh, to stop Harrison Jones being able to lead at the footy. Uh, so that's another area of his game he's, he's got to work on. But, um, you know, what a fantastic experience to to be able to see that, you know, in your younger years of footy. Uh, so you can go, okay, yep, uh, that's the that's something that's going to come up time and time again. I need to work, um, you know, how to get better at making an impact when they do have a solid defensive unit. Um, so... Uh, look, I'm certainly not worried about the low disposal count or anything like that. There's a real player there. Um, so, look, at another game in the bag for Harrison Jones and um, need to get a couple of goals out of it. 
is not bad either. Yeah, and um, like I said, uh, we had Jake Stringer there, and he he also could have got votes in the night. Um, he he was more impactful in the first half, I thought. Um, yeah. But in the second half, um, he had an opportunity, made that goal, that missed goal, especially in the last, that was really costly, I thought. Mm. Um, could have put the screws on Melbourne a little bit tighter, but um, yeah. Yeah, having said that, like, yeah, he, he did have a good game as well, and um, yeah, he, he certainly makes us a better side when he's playing uh, up and about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, who racked up the footy again? So twenty-four disposals, um, you know, five marks. So that's that's an area of his game he's obviously worked on um, to take those marks. Um, and the five tackles, so you know, defensive efforts there. Uh, five clearances, so he was really working the ball out. But it was just his use of the footy for mine that uh, you know put him down a couple of notches. Like he went at sixty-two and a half percent for the game. Uh, so with that, with the um, you know, missed goals, uh, like they're the things that you know if he nailed those, um, that really could have turned the tide for us. Um, but look, you know. Had, Three uh, tackles inside 50, which is a huge effort. Um, seven score involvements. So, um, no, like he did have a, a very solid game, but uh, certainly his disposal uh, needs to be cleaned up a bit and yeah, just a bit more composure to, to kick through those goals when we when we really need them. Now, um, Mason Redmond, he is another one who had a decent night, I thought. You know, again, hey, uh, what about Kale? Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I always do it. I reckon it's about once every week I, I jump ahead. Um, I just sprung to mind, uh, yeah, Kale Hooker. <laughs> uh, probably you mouthing off, letting yeah, yeah. me know that I missed him, probably sprung to mind too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, well, to be honest, I, I didn't see a lot of him, but um, I did enjoy that mark he took and our last goal was pretty important mm. um uh yeah i again um kale was, was quite a day than uh or quite a night than we would have wished for yeah i mean i, I suppose there's a couple of ways you can see it because he actually went up the ground quite a bit like he knew our you know forward structures weren't working that well so he got up the ground and tried to collect a bit of footy he actually uh tried to you know bust through and get a few um, uh, sort of clearances and, and stuff like that for us. So uh, unfortunately, though, like he was up against May all night and uh, you know, May definitely had the better of that contest. Um, you know, bigger, stronger, faster. Um, so it was a very difficult night at the office um, for Hooker. Uh, yeah, and, you know, obviously 13 disposals. Uh, he wasn't able to get great use of it, you know, only when it, you know, about 54% disposal efficiency. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, look, did get the, have the four, in, four score involvements, um, you know, battled hard all night, but, uh, yeah, certainly uh, not his not his greatest game in terms of output for the club, but, um, you know, certainly, certainly tried, mate. Oh, he certainly tried it. Um, yeah, that's, that's my error. Jumping ahead, um, Mason Redmond, mate. I'll start again. Um, he played a pretty good game, I thought, and again, one of those backline players that really held up. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, yeah, he was able to use his run a little bit as well, which is um, which is good to see. That sort of loping uh, run of his, because um, he's he's pretty quick and he gets up and going. Made the twenty-one disposals, uh, four hundred and forty-seven 
metres gained uh, and laid four tackles as well. So, you know, defensively and offensively, um, it was it was pretty solid. Uh, used the ball fairly well, so went at 81%. Um, and uh, had a couple of score involvements as well, mate. So, look, I, I think he had a, quite a solid game for us. Um, and, yeah, hopefully uh, continues to build on that. Yep. Um, now, Brandon Zerk-Thatcher, oh, gee, I'm going to miss that. Brandon Zerk-Thatcher had a um, pretty Pretty good game, I thought. Like he, he made a couple of errors, as we know, with, with his disposal can be a bit of a problem. But um, I still thought his endeavour was very good, and uh, you know, he went when he had to. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he had to body line a few balls, and uh, he had to really you know, be prepared to take contact uh, going into the contest. But mm. uh, he's a work in progress, mate. He's not all there yet. I think he just needs. As I said, that skills work. It certainly needs to come into his game. But you know, as we said, yeah, you know, his endeavours never questioned. No, absolutely. Um, no, he. There were a few times where he um, he just read the ball really well. Was able to take a couple of marks, or um, as you said, mate, like just had, like he knew he had to go, and he and he went. Like he he didn't hesitate, uh, which is fantastic. It is just his use of the footy, uh, which does let him down. At times, um, but you know, he, he's obviously started to take safer options. So whether it's a small kick, uh, left or right, to a you know a, a Ridley or or a Laverde, uh to then use the ball uh, a bit better. Uh, but look, had the four intercept disposals, uh, two score involvements, which is uh, pretty good from the backman. Um, so look, he's continuing to develop. His, his issue is though that you know he's uh, he's not quite key position size um, and, you know, he, he's up against it in terms of, uh, you know, the guys who can who can play that role, you know, uh, if Francis is fit, um, Zerk Thatcher doesn't get that game. So, um, you know, I guess off the limited opportunities, he's got to be able to sort of slot into the side and, um, you know, be able to uh, work with the, the back six down there, which is, yeah, quite difficult um, and certainly, um, you know, from the limited footy he has been able to play, he's um, obviously finds it a bit difficult. You know, you're in VFR one week, come back in the seniors. Uh, so that continuity isn't something that he's got a uh, luxury of. But uh, look, I, I thought he tried, tried hard all night. Um, so there's certainly something there. Um, so hopefully he continues to work on that. Yeah, it'll be interesting if Aaron Francis is recalled against the Cats or if they continue with Zerk Thatcher or, if, you know, Zach Reed is uh, worth another look. That'll be the you know, for the for all to see. Mm-hmm. But um, I wouldn't think Reed would play against Geelong. You know, with their big-bodied forwards, so yeah, nah. <laughs> probably wouldn't be the game for him. But um, yeah, as we go move on, Braden Ham, uh, mate, he's got a bit of run, but uh, gee, he blazes away a bit. Yeah, he does. Um, I, I was actually. Uh, a bit disappointed with his game, if I'm honest with you. Um, you know, he racked up enough footy, so he got the 20 disposals, but uh, he just seemed to bomb it, uh, bomb it long and didn't always, you know, hit useful targets. Like, he went at 65%. Um, like, there were a couple of times where he um, tried to attack the contest a bit more, which was promising, so he ended up with the four contested possessions, uh, four score involvements. But, look, for mine... Um, you know, he like when you say composure, he's definitely one who 
uh, needs a bit more of that. Um, but also, uh, yeah, just that ability to uh, to read the play a little bit better. I think um, he like if he gets the footy, he's in two minds about what to do with it. So um, look, he. I guess it is just experience and things like that, but certainly that's an area of his game we need to uh, clean up on because I didn't think he um, you know, used the ball particularly well or, or made uh, good decisions um, on the night. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd have to say a, quite an average game from mine, you know, despite the 20 disposals. Yeah. Um, Mac Welfy, I thought, had a really good game, mate. I Again, his endeavour is never questioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, always gives a hundred percent go at it. But um, yeah, I think as you, as you said earlier, mate, he led the team in tackles with nine. Um, and yeah, I, I think yeah, he's really earned his way into the best twenty-two at this stage. Yeah, well, like with effort like that, mate, um, you're going to win a, a lot of fans. Um, so uh, yeah, fifteen disposals in the end. His use of the footy. Uh, he's another one that, that lets him down. But look, he, he actually used it pretty well on the night, you know, 80% disposal efficiency. Had six contested possessions, um, you know, four intercepts, two score involvements. So, yeah, he was he was doing the work, mate. Um, you know, he's, he's not as clean or um, not always as quick um, as other players. But, you know, certainly on the night, I, I thought he, he played fairly solid for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Bit of a gap between players, mate. Um, mm-hmm. The next one is, I think, is it Anthony McDonald, Tetton Woody? It certainly is. Yeah, so it was a bit tough for AMT on the night. Like he, you know, put in a couple of great chases for tackles and so forth. But um, did he add to the scoreboard? Yeah, he had the two points, mate. Um, but it was a bit difficult for him on the night because um, you know Melbourne. Uh, obviously had uh, May and Lever who were gobbling up everything, but even the other defenders, um, you know, obviously had a bit more size on uh, on Tipper. Um, and the thing I found a bit frustrating is um, we did we did the old sort of bomb it long to, to Tipper's head uh, trick a few times. And look, if he's on the back foot, um, he's not going to be able to uh, get that footy. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't have the leap. Um, the leap for it doesn't have a you know huge frame to be able to hold out a defender, uh, so uh, we really need to be smarter if we're going to be uh, trying to uh, get the ball inside fifty to McDonald Tip Woody. Um, so of the limited opportunities, he had two shots on goal. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to get any of those through. Uh, did lay the five tackles though, uh, with one goal assist, um, but you know yeah. Uh, had seven score involvements, which is uh, which was good, but um, yeah, not his not his greatest game. But yeah, he was sort of starved for opportunity down there. In saying that, yeah, well, and he looked a bit hobbled at times, mate. Um, mm. Yeah, hopefully he's okay because uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, the, for the Bombers at least the most consecutive game. So mm. he's hardly missed a game since debuting, really. Like, um, so he's been he's done he's been very durable. Um, but uh, yeah, he did look a bit sore at times during that game. So hopefully, with the six-day break, he he's, uh, pulls up well because uh, we'll need him, you know, to put the pressure on those cats uh, defenders, which is a pretty strong defensive group uh, going forward. Yeah. Alec Waterman came into the game, mate, and um, 
yeah, like I said, he found a bit of the footy. Uh, didn't always use it as uh, as good as we'd hope, mm. but um, yeah, I still think he's worth persevering with. He's you know really strong. He's hard to bring down, but um, yeah, he just needs to. Yeah, you know, we keep saying it on the back of Truck's uh, press conference. He needs to find that composure and really sum up best decisions. Yeah, he does. Like, because yeah, there's a few moments there where, you know, what was that kick inside fifty um, that just went straight to Lever? Um, like, he just needs to work his like, I suppose, think through a bit more um, what he wants to do. Um, yeah, I think he's still getting up to the speed of AFL. Level footy, mate. Um, yeah, did have more disposals, but uh, yeah, still wasn't able to make a, a huge impact for mine. Uh, I, I do think it was a fairly average game for me, but yeah, he's got plenty of time to uh, to develop. Um, so yeah, I'm not not really worried about that. I'm sure he'll have um, you know better games to come, um, and certainly uh, yeah, the, I'm sure the clubs work helping him work on his forward craft, but. It's really that decision making and uh, uh, yeah, as you say, composure for mine. Yeah, and even that one in the last quarter, mate. Look, if you're going to kick it to no one, like and let Melbourne mark the ball, yeah, I'd I'd be more willing to watch him take a yeah a huge punt at the ball and have a go for it. You know, like yeah. uh, we've seen he's, he's able to kick sixty meters. So I know um, players don't like to do that because. They don't want to be seen as hogging the ball, but I mean, sometimes that's the best decision to make. So mm. I hope he's getting coached that way. In that, or well, if you don't think anything's on, have a go at it. Um, yeah, back you know, yourself. Yeah, back yourself because that could inspire the team. You know what I mean? Like mm. getting a huge goal like that uh, can really rev up the players, and that's uh, you helping the team and yourself. You know, on the scoreboard. Um, I think that's all of them, mate. We finally that's got it. through. Um, you know, and I think overall it was a good effort. Um, you know, we're known for our high scoring this year, and obviously this game we went the other way. We played more of a defensive game, um, and Melbourne probably tied us up a bit more. But um, you know, earlier in the year, if we had played Melbourne, I'm sure they would have scored, you know, plus one hundred at least. Um, mm. So. I think we got better with our backline craft as the year's gone on. Yep. And we're finding that mix between when to go and when to know, you know what I mean? Like yep. to, to not take it on. So um, that's another stage of our development. Uh, you know, we are certainly one of the highest uh, scores against um, in the AFL. So as, as good as we can be attacking this year overall, um, we've certainly been a side that, you know, has been easily to score against. And I think also we're, we're pretty lucky on the night in that Melbourne, as I said, I, had, I think they had eight more marks inside 50 than us, mate. Yeah. Um, and they probably didn't make the most of their opportunities. Uh, mm. So as much as it, we're saying it's only an 11-point loss, uh, let's not forget that they had a, a few blemishes that they probably could have done better with. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, we, we're still... Got a lot of work to do, but having said that, um, it was a good performance against the top side. So, uh, Cats coming up, mate, and that doesn't get much easier than, you know, you know it doesn't get any easier playing against the Cats down at Geelong. Mm. So, not a tough uh, opponent next week. Certainly is, mate, a big assignment. But um, look, if the boys put in the effort, um, 
you know, there's no reason why we can't take it up to them. Um, you know, we were in this game, um, had our opportunities to uh, come away with a win, but weren't able to, to get there. So, um, you know, the opportunity opens up against the Cats next week. And as you say, mate, it'll be a difficult game, but I'm sure the boys will be uh, raring to give it a red-hot crack. All right. Well, until next week, mate, let's say go Bombers. Go Dons.